Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, April 2nd, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, we have to start the show with more sad news today as Tony, Grammy, and Oscar nominee and Emmy Award winner Adam Schlesinger died yesterday due to complications from contracting coronavirus. He first came to fame as the Academy Award-nominated composer behind the title song for the Tom Hanks film That Thing You Do, simply one of the catchiest songs ever written. So it was true. also it's um, uh, you if you think about the song it'll get stuck in your head. <laughs> Correct. Yes. He was also the co-founder of the band Fountains of Wayne in the early 2000s best known for their Grammy nominated song Stacy's Mom which I literally was talking about last week. Mm-hmm. However, from a theatrical standpoint, he first made a splash in our community in 2008 as the co-composer and co-lyricist with gazillion time Emmy Award winner David Javerbaum on the stage adaptation of the John Waters film Crybaby. He was nominated for the Tony Award for Best Score that year. He was also uh, he also won two Emmy Awards for his work writing for the Tony Awards with Javerbaum, including the Neil Patrick Harris numbers It's Not Just for Gays Anymore so and good. If I Had Time. Uh, while we were recording, I or before we started recording, while I was writing things, I watched It's Not Just for Gays Anymore, and it literally is one of the most perfect songs. It's incredible. Uh, I have memorized. I still have it memorized years later. <laughs> it's amazing. But seven years after he was on Broadway with Crybaby uh, in 2015, he wrote music for a handful of songs in Javerbaum's next Broadway show, An Act of God. From there, Schlesinger went on to co-write the songs of the TV show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, he wrote 157 songs over four seasons, and he produced every single song that was on the show. He earned three Emmy nominations for the TV series, including a win last year for the song Antidepressants Are So Not a Big Deal, which is <laughs> brilliant. Yes. He also had Emmy nominations from Sesame Street and A Colbert Christmas, The Gift, The Greatest Gift of All, a which favorite. he also yeah, he also got a Grammy nomination for that. His latest work for the stage, Bedwetter, for which he was co-writing the score with Sarah Silverman, was to debut at the Atlantic Theater this spring, led by uh, Stephanie J. Block. And it was recently announced that he and Rachel Bloom would write a musical adaptation of the TV show The Nanny. Schlesinger is survived by two daughters. He was 52 years old, Ashley. Yeah, it's it's hard to find words for this, and I've run out. <laughs> To say that this is devastating is such an understatement. It's hard to reckon with anyone dying so young, especially in such shocking ways. And the work he did on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, The Thing You Do, Crybaby, even things like Colbert Christmas, something I watch every holiday season without fail, and the songs for the Tonys, like It's Not Just for Gays Anymore, which, as I said, I have memorized years later and just shows how brilliant of a writer he was. We talked about Bedwetter and that having come to, uh, supposed to come to stage soon. Uh, there have been rumors in the past about bringing Crazy Ex-Girlfriend to the stage in some form. It's difficult to think about and difficult to think about seeing those shows uh, as well as, you know, the hopeful nanny musicals as well. And knowing that uh, it's kind of the same reaction I had to seeing Michael Friedman's Unknown Soldier ahead of the shutdown, just feeling the immensity of loss for someone who is so good and who is so good at what they did. I'm... I'm heartbroken for everybody who knew him, um, who worked with him, who loved him. I'm heartbroken for his family, his kids, uh, and 
heartbroken for Rachel Bloom, who I know we're going to talk about in a second, yeah. lost her friend and collaborator on the same day that she gave birth a few hours before. So well, it's... She, she, yeah, she'd actually given birth earlier this week. Just uh, okay. just posted about just posted about just like confirmed it. Um, Gotcha. Just a few hours before, though. The but yeah, news, it's all the news made it sound like she had given birth <laughs> on no, Tuesday no, no. morning, and then hours later. But I mean, it it doesn't take away any of the devastation. It's all devastating at this point. Yeah, like you said, it's a very bittersweet week for Rachel Bloom. As on Wednesday, literally just, I mean, less than an hour before I saw the news. About Adam. Um, she posted that along with her husband, Dan Greger, they announced on Instagram that they had welcomed their first child, a daughter. In the post, Bloom said, quote, having a baby in the NICU, the neonatal intensive care unit, during a pandemic while a dear friend was in the hospital 3,000 miles away made this by far the most emotionally intense week of mine or Greger's lives. Bloom shared that she and her baby are back home. Uh, no word. I don't know if they were in the NICU because of the conditions um, with the pandemic because she lives in New York, I believe. Um, actually, I don't know that, to be, be honest with you, um, which coast she's on currently, but um, didn't say if there was something wrong with her or the child or if it was just because of everything that's going on. But fortunately, they are home uh, and safe. I think she had said on Instagram that uh, the doctors and nurses had to help get some fluid out of her lungs and then they were around the Got maternity it. ward. Uh, with everything going around with COVID. Yeah, I imagine they're on high alert in all situations um, right now. But uh, unfortunately, Ashley, we have to continue with some sad and scary news because yesterday we also learned that Tony nominee Nick Cordero is currently in the ICU, likely fighting the virus as well. His wife, Amanda Klutz, posted on social media that he had been misdiagnosed with pneumonia up until just a few days ago, but it is now believed that he has coronavirus there as of the posting that she made waiting um, for a positive diagnosis. Klute said, quote, he is scared in the ICU and now unconscious so his body can get enough oxygen. We are all trying to stay positive and strong, knowing that he is in the best care. I miss him terribly. I'm not allowed to, I'm not allowed there to visit, of course, and can do nothing to help him. Nick is scared, too. This has gone from bad to worse. He isn't allowed to eat or drink. He's very weak and having a hard time breathing. Of course, Nick Cordero, Nick Cordero was nominated uh, for a Tony Award for Bullets Over Broadway, also appeared in the original Broadway casts of, of uh, Waitress and A Bronx Tale. Um, really super talented guy and uh, just overwhelmingly scared for his wife Amanda and their son Elvis. Um, but the one semi-good news that we have to talk about here, Ashley, is that um, in a video posted on social media, two-time Tony winner Brian Stokes Mitchell and the president of the Actors Fund announced that he had also tested positive for coronavirus, but that he has been isolated um, for the better part of a week and that he has actually been feeling a little bit better each day over the last few days. So he is hopeful that he is um, on the downside of this and that he is uh, uh, on his road to recovery. But, you know, Ashley, kind of like you said, I... I we knew, I'm not going to say everybody knew because there were so many people that downplayed this, but we mm. knew how bad this disease was and is going to be. Right, right. But, but knowing that in the um, theoretical and the logistical is one thing, but hearing more and more stories about people, famous or not, just we're hearing so many stories about people who are suffering through this. Um, 
you know, whether they just contract it and recover and there's toll that puts on them and their family or if they tragically pass right. away, it it feels overwhelming. It feels I don't even know the right word. Um, it just feels like this. Everything is weighing you down. I really started to feel it on on Wednesday, reading some of the stuff about Adam Schlesinger, um, yeah, me the too. the um, co-creator of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, uh, Aileen Brosh McKenna. Um, she wrote a very nice, touching thing about him, and I just kind of cried through the whole thing. She actually brought him to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend because he was her husband's roommate in mm-hmm. in the early 90s, yeah. and she'd known him for 25 years. Um, and it just worked out to be this perfect kismet relationship where all of these crazy, funny, talented people work together. It's just, uh, yeah, I, I don't even know what to say. I, I, I Stay inside, you know, just stay inside and do everything you can to help the people uh, who need it. And one other um, COVID-19 related newsy thing I want to mention, Ashley, is that for the first time in more than 70 years, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival will not happen. The uh, company that runs these is still uh, talking about keeping their TV festival. They're reviewing options for that, but they did cancel the Fringe Festival, um, the International Festival, the Jazz and Blues Festival, the Book Festival, and the Military Tattoo Festival. I didn't know that was a thing. Not sure. Uh, only in Edinburgh, but <laughs> I was going to say uh, whatever hap- what happens in Edinburgh stays in Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah, so um, this is the first time in more than seventy years that one of the preeminent uh, theatrical festivals in the world um, will not happen. So, um, just uh, a lot going on, uh, and it's, it's a lot. Uh, it it's is a lot. quite a daunting thing to wrap your mind around every day actually mm-hmm. as you said incredibly overwhelming and increasingly so um as you said about reading things about adam i felt a lot of the same on wednesday where it, it's been ebbs and flows as far as how i'm feeling about things and you know where my hope lies but it just it it got really overwhelming i think on wednesday with all the news yeah. Well, there are some some ways that the theatrical community is responding to the COVID-19 uh, pandemic that do. I want to mention. Yeah, as they do. Um, yesterday was announced that a handful of not-for-profit theaters, the Baltimore Center Stage, Long Wharf Theater, the Public Theater, the Repertory Theater of St. Louis, and Woolly Mammoth Theater in Washington, D.C., have come together to announce a new series called Play at Home, which will be a set of micro-commissioned short plays. The first of the commissioned plays will be available. Uh, it was actually available yesterday on Wednesday, April 1st. Uh, you can um, download, read, and perform them at home at playathome.org. The companies collectively, they've each uh, commissioned a, a certain number of playwrights, but some of these playwrights include Jacqueline Backhouse, uh, Lauren Yee, uh, Jordan E. Cooper, um, going through the list here, Michael R. Jackson, Mike Liu, Diana O, oh, Alicia Harris. Some really fantastic up-and-coming playwrights Great. are going to yeah. be writing many plays, um, and you should definitely check that out. We also heard yesterday that um, the Theatrical Wardrobe Union Local 764 has organized a new Facebook group called Sew the the Curve Flat, which is pairing (laughs) volunteer sewists um, and those in need, whether that is for PPE or anything else. Uh, So we will have a link um, in the show notes if you want to check that out, but it's facebook.com slash groups slash Sew the Curve Flat. It's a heavy show, Ashley, so I'm going to just go straight into the feel-good recommendations. Oh, thank God. Um, I've been talking about this uh, 
these different things throughout the course of time. But yesterday, um, Alison Considine over at American Theater, she put together a list, which I'm guessing is going to be updated as more are announced, um, of the regional theater companies that are allowing you to stream productions of their shows. You can buy tickets and then stream them for wherever you are in the country. Um, Actors Theater of Louisville, American Conservatory Theater, Rattlestick, American Shakespeare Center. I've actually got three that I've already um, uh, ordered or whatever you do. And so I have the link, so mm. I have to watch them. I'm waiting on, I've got to watch, um, oh, Fandango uh, for Butterflies and Coyotes. Mm-hmm. I've got nice, to watch that one. Right? I've got to watch Gloria from ACT. And I've got Ooh. The Siblings Play from uh, from Rattlestick nice. as well. So I've got those three that I'm going to watch. But there's a lot of other ones in that list uh, from American Theater. Thankfully, so many and so many options. I, I, I talked about this in an interview that's going to come out later today, but there's it's not it's not theater because you lose the experience of theater. Or I should say it's not theater like as we know and love, but right, it's, right, right. it's so necessary right now. And to yeah. have all these options is kind of the best balm for me at the moment. Yeah, and we're going to get another one coming up next week, a week from Friday, when mm. stre- when streaming musicals, which is a online platform that we've talked about in the past um, a little bit, they will be having a virtual opening night for the new Paul Gordon musical adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. This oh, will be nice. free. Yeah, this will be free. Um, streaming musicals is a site that's about two years old that presents new original musical theater content um, that is filmed on theatrical sound stages um and they are filmed specifically for this it's not like other pr- productions that are filmed um but this one will be hosted by Beth Level and Julie James uh, the Ooh, production will be nice. streamed at 7:30 p.m. with an encore presentation at 10 p.m. both times eastern um if you want to check that out then yesterday on the afternoon edition of Stars in the House uh, is that what it's called Stars yeah Stars in the House the Seth Rudetsky and James Wesley live stream for the Actors uh, Fund, um, they started a new series, which is going to be called Plays in the House. What they did is they had many members of the original Broadway cast of the Heidi Chronicles read the play. They had Joan Allen, Peter Friedman, Boyd Gaines, Joanna Camp, um, Cynthia Nixon, and more. Um, Absolutely. So cool. Yeah, just absolutely so cool. On Saturday, they're going to have a reading of the tale of the allergist's wife, which will um, obviously include Charles Bush. Future plays will star Harvey Firestein, Tony Shalhoub, Brooke Adams, uh, and more. And uh, they this is also you know part uh, due to the cooperation and permission of theater authority and the actors equity association. So um, very cool stuff there. You can find those uh, at stars in the house.com. And now finally, Ashley, the thing that I thought was going to be the best thing I saw uh, all day from the moment I saw it, it is not, (laughs) it, it, it brings me, a little it's, less enjoyment because of everything yeah, we've so seen in terms of the news since then, but it is. It's a perfect abs- work of art. It really is. Um, on social media yesterday, Patty Lapone, the great and the good Patty Lapone, continued the tour of her basement, but she did not do it as Patty Lapone. No, never. <laughs> she did it as Norma Desmond. It is. <sighs> 
literally uh, a work of art. It is one of the so greatest good. things I've ever seen. It's so good. It brought me so much joy. I sent it to everyone I know who had sent it to me first. <laughs> You're so. welcome. I yes. sent it to you first. Yes, you? Matt sent it to me first. So that's pretty much the only person I didn't get a chance to send it to. I appreciate that her and I have essentially the same quarantine look. Uh, <laughs> and you know she's getting to a point where she's going stir crazy when she's starting to sing from oh, yeah. Sunset. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, too. She didn't just do it as Norma Desmond. She, she sung it. She sang with one look with some yes. a different, a few, I think a few parody lyrics thrown in. Uh, uh, I, I guess her son was yeah. her son does usually most of the filming and he was feeding her a few lines like uh, as Joe, um, but just wonderful. Thank you, Patty Lapone, the queen that Always. Broadway needs now and forever. Evergreen and, statement. Thank you, Patty Lapone. Yes, seriously. Um, just wonderful. So start the show with some absolutely tragic news and end it with some silliness. Um, that's the way we've got to do it these days, folks. Yes, but indeed. That is all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. Ashley, where can people find you these days? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at no, this is Ashley. All right. Hopefully, if all goes um, according to your plan, Ashley, you will have mm-hmm. a very cool interview coming out. Um, around noonish on Thursday, and yes. then we will have another interview that should be very fun coming from one James Marino on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, We're and staying I'm, busy over here, talking we to are. all the people. On Thursday, I have a an interview scheduled with literally a living legend um, that'll be coming up oh. in the feed at some point soon too. So, um, everybody have a wonderful Thursday and stay safe. Wash your hands. Take Take care care of each other. Take care of yourself. Yes. Yeah, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.